It's Wednesday, the 7th of February, 2024. Welcome to the Fast Five Business News by Fear and Greed, where we give you the top five business stories you need to know in just five minutes. I'm Michael Thompson, and good morning, Sean Aylmer. Good morning, Michael. Sean, five stories, five minutes, and they're all big stories today, so we better get going. Story number one, interest rates are on hold, but the Reserve Bank still maintains they could go higher, not lower, in coming months if inflation isn't heading towards the central bank's target range. The central bank board said while recent data shows inflation is easing, it isn't there yet. Therefore, another hike can't be ruled out. New economic forecasts released yesterday by the Reserve Bank shows inflation is expected to fall to 3.3% by June, but then take another 19 months to actually fall below 3%. The board says it remains highly attentive to inflation risks. Services inflation, as opposed to goods inflation, remains the main concern. Stuff like insurance, electricity, that sort of stuff. The bank's battling excess demand in the economy. People still have jobs. Migration's booming. Businesses are investing. Government spending, especially on infrastructure. That is in excess of supply. On the other hand, as Michelle Bullock said yesterday, some people are doing it tough. Balancing the two isn't easy, and the governor said the best thing the Reserve Bank can do for people struggling is to get inflation down. Now, Sean, yesterday's meeting was no ordinary meeting of the Reserve Bank, was it? It is the first since the bank implemented key recommendations of an independent review into the organisation, and as a result, almost became a bit of a spectator sport. It did. Now, one of those recommendations was that the governor hold a press conference after the announcement. Ms Bullock did that. That teased out a number of issues, including that the bank is happy to cut rates before the target's reached, so long as it believes the target will be reached. For a non-seasoned media performer, Michelle Bullock's efforts were pretty good, I'd say. The governor was definitive in not giving a timeline for the next move in rates, but she did answer most of the questions in plain English. Very, very handy school for an economist, Michael. Yes, indeed. All right, on to story number two and big news out of Canberra, Sean. The Coalition will support Labor's changes to Stage 3 tax cuts and then go to the next election with more benefits for higher income earners. The great tax debate didn't really lift off with the Coalition Party Room agreeing to support the Labor changes. Opposition leader Peter Dutton also resolved not to roll back the tax cuts for lower income earners if elected. means a few things. The government's proposed changes whereby eight and nine people are better off will be passed. High income earners will receive an annual benefit of around $4,500 under the previous arrangements that was going to be $9,000. Also, the Greens and independents become powerless to push the government to change the package. And by saying the opposition will push for more tax cuts for higher income earners, Mr Dutton has made tax reform part of the next election campaign. First question time of the year yesterday, dominated by the tax cut debate. Got a bit heated too, Michael. Let the games continue. Yeah, absolutely, Sean. Story number three, how about this? PwC Australia has given its 8,400 partners and staff access to a custom-built virtual assistant called Chat PwC that is capable of formatting data and writing code and summarising meetings and documents and writing emails, all of those kinds of things that would actually make it quite useful. Yes, I like the story because it's a real-life example of how artificial intelligence can make a difference. Following a six-month trial, all local PwC staff will now have access to the new generative AI tool, which the firm hopes will boost productivity. That's according to a story in the Financial Review. During the pilot, employees and partners used Chat PwC to prepare for client meetings by conducting specialised research on topics ranging from electricity 
to primary education and superannuation. The goal was to connect more of PwC's data and systems to generative AI so the virtual assistant can provide insights into clients and industry ahead of those meetings. PwC reckons the use of AI will help people get better answers from a broad range of data sources and systems. Really interesting. Mind you, PwC also said that ultimately humans are responsible for all work produced by the firm. Uh, story number four, there's a couple of Aussie business leaders who got the support of very big investors over the past 24 hours. One is Tesla chair, Robin Denholm, and the other is Domino's CEO, Don May. In Ms. Denholm's case, it was Kathy Wood, a rock star of funds management in technology on Wall Street. She backed the chair after a court ruling last week said Denholm had a lackadaisical approach to corporate governance at the EV maker, and she was blinded by the amount of money she was making. Wood, who's best known for making big bets on smaller tech stocks, described Denholm as a professional of unquestionable integrity. Now, Ms. Wood's ARK Invest is a major owner of Tesla's share. She is a public admirer of Elon Musk. The other example is Domino's. Its major owner and billionaire Jack Cowan's come to the defence of the CEO, Don May, Cowan is chair of Domino's and according to the Financial Review, since the peak of the Domino's share price to the current level, he's lost about $2.8 billion. Cowan said during the last couple of years, the ball hasn't bounced the right way for Domino's, but the board is supportive of the direction Domino's is taking and is supportive of Don May. All right, last one. Story number five. What do you make of this one, Sean? California is looking at introducing what's known as Intelligent Speed Assist, which uses GPS location data to adjust a vehicle's top speed to reflect a road's posted speed limit. Excessive speed is a factor in over 12,000 deaths in the US, or roughly a third of all crash fatalities. The problem got worse during COVID, according to Bloomberg. The traditional array of policy deterrents, police campaigns, speed cameras, stuff like that, seem unable to rein in the fastest drivers. So California State Senator Scott Weiner is proposing a new approach. He's introducing a bill that would be the first in the US to require that speed limiters be installed on all new cars sold after 2027 with a set to 10 miles per hour above the speed limit. Really interesting to watch this one, Michael. Yeah, it certainly is. And there we go, the top five business stories in five minutes. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, Michael. It's Wednesday, the 7th of February, 2024. Remember to hit follow on the podcast. And if five minutes isn't enough, you can find our longer daily show called Fear and Greed Business News, wherever you listen to podcasts. Also out today being Wednesday, there's a new episode of How Do They Afford That, our sister podcast, all about making your money work a little harder for you. Today's episode, all about frugal February and the top 10 ways to save a bit of cash this month. It is a good one. I'll put a link in today's show notes. I'm Michael Thompson, and that was the Fast Five Business News by Fear and Greed. Have a great day.